everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I'm so excited because today we have guest Kelsey Moore with us. Kelsey Moore specializes in empowering high-achieving entrepreneurs become their best self in life and on video. Everything she coaches stems from mindset and breaking through limiting beliefs to help explode their career, growth, and their personal joy. As a professional actress and digital CEO, she helps business owners and professional brands optimize their on-camera presence with more confidence and charisma to better connect, communicate, and serve their audience. Mm, I'm so excited that you are here. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I really appreciate that. Thanks, Kels. Yeah, I know it's We're fun having it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know we have two Kelseys on the show today. <laughs> more well, the merrier it's great <laughs> I know huh and I actually like the way you spell your name I've never seen that that way before thank you I mean I can't take credit for it I you know, <laughs> that's no part of it but I enjoy it too I appreciate it cool um, my well, parents so actually mm-hmm. I just like now I have, I have to share it um my my parents I'm the third child so I'm the youngest of three girls and um, both of my sisters have names with seven letters and so they had to make sure that my name had seven letters because my dad um, who's a professor he's very intellectual based and he read a study that said that kids who had names that were like significantly different than their siblings felt like why did why am I different why am I not this like do you not love me as much (laughs) And there's like all of these triggers that can come over this. He was like, okay, we have to make sure she has a name with a cuh sound and is seven letters because my sisters are Crystal and Carlene. So that's a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's that, that's so funny. My parents would always play around with names and think, how could people make fun of them? Like as uh, a determining factor, so I'm like, okay, it's too close to this. Okay, let's change this. It's so funny. And then of course, we're all products of our time. So you'll have like the you know, similar age range have, you know, similar names that were popular during the moment. Mm-hmm. So interesting. I don't know. So I'd love to hear, how did you get started? I mean, seeing that you're an actress, a digital CEO, and now helping people with that camera confidence, like what's a little bit of your backstory? Like how did that get started? What was, what's been some of your journey? I want to hear. Oh, uh, well, this has definitely been a very, a uh, long and strange journey, I suppose, getting here. But kind of working backwards, I've been a represented actress in multiple regions for several, for like four years now. And and I actually, for a time, ended up being an acting coach for other adult actors, um, just kind of filling in as like a guest teaching role for a while. And at that time, when I was in that teaching role, I was also working on building up my online course, really in the personal development mindset space and working on, I wanted to learn everything I could about building a business online. I mean, I'd done some network marketing in the past and I was like, I love how much potential there is everywhere and how much freedom there is everywhere. And I just, I knew I wanted that to be part of my life and my story, but I didn't exactly know how yet. So I was dabbling in a lot of things. I was working um, as a part-time like project manager online. So learning kind of how to hire teams, how to build teams, how to operate a full business system online. And then the other part-time was running my own company and building it at the same time. But again, it was all around really like personal development work. And then I was like, okay, well maybe I can add in like an e-commerce portion of this. And so I started figuring out drop shipping and I started running ads and self-educating on all of these different pieces. And then when I stepped into that role of really being a leader 
in the space that I was so passionate about. I mean, God, the things that like drove my soul were like a storytelling, right? So the visual form of acting, of being on camera, the magic that can happen when that's done well, mixed with like online business, digital marketing with, you know, that fortitude of the inner self and the the inner work and the growth and the personal development. So all of those things finally collided into this, this clarity really in 2019 that was like, oh my God, I have to help entrepreneurs who are doing this work of building their dreams and using the you know powers of internet that be and social media and the the gifts and opportunity we have there, I have to help them show up and tell their stories in a way that's going to be compelling, going to be captivating, going to light their soul on fire and do it in a way that's good and actually going to be effective for marketing. And it just, it it just like exploded and lit this whole new life within me. And now within my clients, I launched my first, uh, I did a, a camera ready retreat in 2019 and then built a whole online course and a system to really just support people through this journey. And the way it evolved into that was um, you know, it, all the stars align, like all of the pieces just kind of finally come together. But it's so interesting. Cause like when you meet somebody, they go, Oh, well, obviously it makes sense. I'm like, could you have told me that a few years ago, <laughs> a few years prior to that? Oh, of course, this is what you do. Cause I think we've all had those times of, of that, you know, what's the solution and the value that I really offer that I really can provide. Like, how can I really make my dream and vision and goal into this business in a way that's that's going to be transformative and actually be a light for other people, be a true solution. And uh, and I, I think it can de- be some trial and error and some growth and progress to get there. And it's not just always going to be like, oh, well, duh, <laughs> of course, this is what you do. <laughs> and um, yeah, depending on how far back you want to go, I can tell you a little bit about the journey that brought me even to the place of even starting to explore personal development and digital marketing online. Yeah. Well, I feel like everyone has a breakdown story that led to the breakthrough, mm-hmm. right? Yes. It's like the the dark night of the soul, the, the time where it was like rock bottom in a way. And mm-hmm. And I also just love that, you know, you do a focus on storytelling within video because that's just like, I'm a big believer in like storytelling because that's what makes us relatable versus Mm -hmm. preachers. Like we have these different, like I call them like archetypes online, you know, where it's like, sometimes we are just the friend and we're just talking and telling stories as if we're with our girlfriends or our friends, you know, and then sometimes we are the marketer. Sometimes we are the businesswoman. Sometimes we are the teacher of like three steps for this. Da, da, da. Yeah. Yeah. And so you I love that you all mentioned of it. the story. Yeah, we need all of, <laughs> we need it. all of it. And I think the storytelling part is sometimes the most vulnerable because people, mm-hmm. I, I know for me, there were stories that I wasn't ready to tell and I knew, okay, well, there's healing to do there. But the whole balance between being authentic, but not needing to be transparent, like that, yeah. that took me a while to be like, well, what, what's actually benefiting them if I share versus am I just hiding it because I'm scared to share it, you know, and like kind of that. Yes. Oh, yes. And I think there's such a, um, oh man, such an empowered feeling when we have that realization that I can be authentic. I can share my real stories, my truth, you know, the journeys we've been through because anybody listening to this, has anyone else ever been through something hard that really pushed you, challenged you, kind of broke you? And then yeah, find a way through that. Like that 
when you move through it, like so much power and insight and gift comes from that. So much beauty can be born from it. And when we use it to help propel us forward and help others heal in their journeys, that's, I mean, the point, that's the purpose. Like who has ever watched a movie or a TV show or something and, and cried, laughed, like felt, has ever felt connected to it or ever felt seen when they watch something. And, um, you know, this is part of why representation in media matters so much is because we need to be able to see ourselves in other people's stories. And that vulnerable storytelling aspect is key to it. But I love how you said it doesn't mean that we have to be transparent. There are so many things in our individual lives we're going to be healing through and aren't going to be necessarily ready to share right away. Like there are things that can evolve and unfold as we go. And it doesn't have to be like, okay, well, if I'm going to be authentic online, that means I need to share everything I've ever been through and all of my darkest secrets. Like, no, we maybe don't want to know all of that. (laughs) Let's, let's look at this with intention and see how is it that I can serve my goal, my business, my clients, my values, this vision that we have through storytelling. Mm, Yeah. I love that. Bringing intention into it. Mm -hmm. Well, and now I'm curious. So like, what was some of your, what were some of the the things, the experiences, the scenarios, the situations that led up to you finding personal development? What was your dark night of the soul story that led to you being in this world and this crazy world of entrepreneurship <laughs> and personal development? It's a lot. This is, a, this is definitely a really beautiful big world that we've stepped into. It's pretty exciting. Uh, I So I feel like I've had at least like a dozen <laughs> dark night of the souls. Um Oh, and I'm sure so many more to come, <laughs> but that's always <laughs> just un, uh, unraveling or revealing, you know, some some next deeper level. But I really did have one kind of key turning point night for me, particularly that helped awaken my awareness to realize, hey, it's time to do something differently. Like I'm, I've put myself in this situation. I need to do something about it. And that was really when I was working in my job in corrections. So out of college, the first job that I took, because I had actually been a volunteer there when I was in school, first job I took out of after graduating was as a teacher. So I was first a GED and higher ability teacher for adult male felons in a community correctional facility. And then after a couple of years of that, um, I moved into the position of case manager. So that that's a position that not a lot of people know exists. <laughs> they don't know it's a real thing. And essentially I'd be managing the lives of about 25 adult male felons. And it's it's a limbo place that they kind of go when they've either moved through several uh, accounts of probation and failed that. And they're trying to, the system is trying to prevent them and stop them from going into prison because jail and prison are two very different things. And so they've served stints in jail, but trying to stop them before moving to prison, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then I had clients, so that would be half my caseload. The other half of the caseload was moving out of prison and doing more of the transition halfway house type of experience where they were coming out of long-term incarceration and I was who they would have before they would go to parole. So I was that in-between probation and parole as a case manager. And I, I had a lot of really challenging experiences in that that really pushed me to 
shift my paradigm and and experience life and perspectives in a in a different and unique way than I would have received in maybe any other life choices. <laughs> and I'm really grateful for that. It's it really impacted who I am, how I choose to be, how I interact with other humans. And it was a job I was pretty darn good at. I was not flawless. I definitely made plenty of mistakes, but I really tried and I really cared. And um, I also really gave all of my personality to it as well, as in it drained it from me. (laughs) Like over time, it started to fully deplete who I was and I lost that like that uh, resiliency in it. And it just started to consume me with where every single day, every single scenario and situation was gross and hard. And there was no win, win situations. It was always, everything always felt so compromised and settling. And um, it just really eventually deteriorated my spirit. Um, the The aspects of me that were able to bring light to that place just it like snuffed out, <laughs> snuffed out that light and uh, eventually just completely wore me down. And one night that kind of helped do that little spark again to wake me up was I had a client who was coming out of uh, 25 years in prison for murder and had a really, really bad temper. <laughs> this guy was like, he was a really, he was a large guy and really bad temper. And one night he comes storming in my office, just barging in. And there's actually a literal storm happening outside. Like there's, there's rain leaking in through my window. It's about 9 p.m. I'm starting to pack up my, my stuff, getting ready to go. And I'm the last staff member in the hallway at that time, where normally it'd be another um, gal in the office next to me, but she had left for the day. So it was just me in there in their dorm hallway. And he just, he bursts in with like this new type of rage that I hadn't even experienced with him before. And uh, there was, there was an error that happened with um, his meds. It's important. We had to take care of it, but it's also very solvable. It's also, you know, pretty quick, easy solution, but you know, sometimes we all experience it where that rage spikes and something sets us off and you're not really able to think clearly through it. And so particularly for this guy, that was really scary. It was really alarming to see him in that state. And so I just like my hand, like literally reaching for the scissors in my desk drawer. Like it's me behind my desk and then him blocking the door. There's nowhere else to go. And I was like, just bracing myself, just getting ready and having no idea how the next couple of minutes are going to unfold. And by some miracle, I have a colleague walk by behind him in that moment. Again, I'm the only staff member up here. Like nobody knows this is happening. And um, he, he's able to, between the two of us, de-escalate the situation and calm him down. Because now, you know, there's somebody behind him and there's me and everything was fine. But it got my heart pumping enough <laughs> to just really help snap me out of that emptiness to be like, my God, I have let myself get so watered down, so small that I didn't even see how miserable I actually was. And I sat there for like 10 minutes after he left, just in in that feeling of why, why is this my life? Why did I choose this? I mean, have we ever felt like we look at the circumstances and life situation around us and we go, this is my reality right now. And I don't like it. And I had that just bright light awareness of I am the 
only person who can change this. I am the only person who can do anything about my circumstance. I'm not actually imprisoned. I'm not actually legally required to be here. This is a job. I can quit. I can do something else. I can find other options. So I'm sitting there just like breathing hard and like shaking and feeling everything from his anger to like the storm outside. And I pull out this little notepad and I sat there for a while and I just started writing out a list of things that used to make me happy. And what, what used to give me personality? Like, I couldn't even remember who, who was I? Like, what did I like to do? And I started writing, I was like, dancing, acting. I want a dog, travel. My God, I mean, I backpacked through Europe in college. Like travel was a huge part of me. And, and now I was so broke working three jobs. And this was my primary one, it pays 27,000 a year. Like you can't <laughs> do much with that um, before taxes. <laughs> like in a city and just being so broke and broken and scared and angry and cynical and jaded all of the time. And it was so consuming. And I started to just pour myself into this list of this potential and this ideas. And, um, two weeks after that, I, I mean, I didn't have any training. I didn't have any guidance. I didn't know what personal development was. I didn't know what meditation, meditation. I didn't know any of these things yet. I didn't have any film training, whatever. I just made decisions. I just made a decision in that moment. Two weeks after that night, I ended up going to an audition that I'd found online for a local indie film, and I booked the lead role. And the next six months, we filmed on weekends. I quit one of my three jobs. I uh, started taking care of my health again. I ended up losing 40 pounds. I started dancing again. I started dating my husband again. I started planning travel and one step at a time just started shifting everything of who I was into who I knew that I could be. That's kind of the not so short version. Well, I'm crying over here because I think that there's you know, just like you were saying, when you could go to a movie and the person's story, you feel heard, you feel seen. I'm like, oh my God, mm. I resonate with your story so much. I resonate with your story so much. And that feeling of who the fuck am I? Uh-huh. Who, where, where am I? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's yes. like only in retrospect, can we look back at the hardest times of our life and be like, wow, I'm so grateful for that because it woke me the fuck up. Hmm. And one of the things that I hear from my clients a lot is, I don't know if my story is going to be relatable. I don't know if what I've been through has anything to do with my business. And I think there's probably not a ton of people who have the exact same story as me. Maybe some that are similar. Um, I know a couple gals that used to work in similar corrections and things like that, but probably few where it's like, oh, you had the exact same scenario. No. When we connect to the emotions of it, when we connect to the details of it, when we share the truth, that's the vulnerability. That's the authenticity. This is my real experience. This is my memory and what I went through. And I shared it in a way that was very truthful. That's what creates resonance. That's where other people whose physical experience, what they went through is very different, but the feelings, the emotions were the same. That's where resonance comes from. And now I might be able to tell that story and it seems like it has nothing to do with being a video presence coach on social media, you know, (laughs) but I would not be where I am right now today 
being able to serve my clients through this had it not been for that. So when we're able to create that connection, that resonance, and then the the through line, bridge it to our offer, to our business, like that is that is powerful. That is the magic. That's what I'm talking about when I say being authentic on camera, be yourself. That creates conversions. That's mm. what I get passionate about. Oh, I got chills. I got <laughs> chills. Yes, because that brings it back. Because I think there's some people, like I've worked with certain people as well that have said things around like, I don't want to share that part of the story. I just want to sell my product. And it's like, oh, but you got to marry the message with the offer, you know? So can you like, you know, for people that are maybe starting something online or, you know, wanting to build a brand, maybe it's a personal development, maybe it's a product, like maybe it's just them wanting to be seen on camera and express themselves, right? There's so mm-hmm. much joy that comes from expression of that desire of maybe sharing an art. Like, mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about, you know, that process of, 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 you know, having an offer that relates to the story, like, what does that look like? Or how do you approach that? Um, so that's actually one of the core lessons in our, in, in module one of my program of what I teach. Cause it's so key. It's so important. And I had one client, I loved how she said it. She was pretty soft-spoken, pretty reserved and, um, was going through a pretty painful divorce and things um, in her life. And she said, she made her first video and she got online and she posted it and she shared it. And she sent me this, the cutest uh, DM video that was like, that was exhilarating. I feel so empowered. And that, that's like the point, you know, when we, when we can step into that for ourselves, that's, it's just so resoundingly beautiful to see it's exhilarating and it's empowering to actually step into that light and allow yourself to be seen, allow yourself to be heard and known. And so, oh, oh, so important. (laughs) It's like really the first steps with that is start taking a look at the things that jump out at you as the key moments of time where, when did you actually do something differently? what actually made you start to shift and not just necessarily, you know, dramatic stories or something. It can be like, I was out on a walk and had this aha moment. And then the action I took after that actually changed something. Like what are the moments that made us truly do something, be a different version of ourselves, pay attention to those, start writing out those, start seeing the themes. And that's going to really start helping you create and and like package together your origin story and then the supporting stories that carry along through that. Mm, That's so good. Thank you for sharing that. You know, and I think that it's, I'm so glad that you mentioned that it's not, doesn't have to be this big, huge dramatic thing, but if it's an aha moment, I like have this memory and it comes into my, I'm remembering it all the time. It always pops up Mm. of driving and thinking I have so many things to do. And I'm like driving in this neighborhood of town. That's not a good neighborhood. And I don't know, but it's just the moment that the aha thought comes, it's almost like instantly married with the environment that we're Mm -hmm. in for me anyways. And so I always, I I could see what I was wearing. I could see my hands on the wheel of just being like, this is self-induced stress. Why? It was the moment where I realized I had all these things on my plate and I was the one that set the deadline for all of them, you know? <laughs> yes. You're like, wait a second. Oh, 
And so yeah. I love that you're talking about how it doesn't matter. It matters the the correlating, you know, the effect that happens afterwards. Yes. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I would love to also hear too, you know, I'm sure different, like the fear of rejection, the fear of judgment, the fear of the unknown, you know, how do you coach women through um, handling that and managing that? Well, I think it's, I part of life. <laughs> like, I think that's kind of going to be <laughs> just like along for the journey. And, um, you know, it's interesting because when I tell people I'm an actor, uh, one of the first comments that I usually get is, oh man, I don't think I could handle that much rejection. And it's, you know, we do a handful of auditions, you know, in, in season or something. I'm in a tertiary market, so it's not like an LA experience, but, you know, a handful of auditions maybe each week and it, you don't hear back. That's the thing. Like you don't actually get a no, you just never hear any response. So you just like put out all this effort and keep doing all of these things and nothing. <laughs> There's nothing that ever like comes back to you. And it's building in, this resilience to know why, why am I doing this? What makes me love it? What makes it worth it to me? Um, I'm not going to be the right fit for everybody. There's going to be people who watch my video content and will say, you're terrible on video. Why do you teach this? And I mean, I don't know. I assume that's going to come. It's like, you know, like and there, there's people who don't like uh, my personality or the way that I communicate things or, you know, how I do stuff. And that's good because for every one person that's like that, there are 10 that do, that love it. And there are the yeses that come in. And then the yeses are actually resonant. They're actually connecting. They're real, powerful, genuine yeses. That's how I can actually help somebody is when we're a true match. So by us deciding that we're going to be okay no matter what, by us deciding that like we, you know, I love how you teach self-love. Like when we decide that we love ourselves and we accept ourselves, that is going to create a powerful magnetic like strings that go out into the world. And all the people that are fit on that frequency are going to come and attach to us. And there's still going to be plenty of those people that are going to be like, oh, I don't get this. I don't like this. Like this is whatever. Well, that's okay because they're not your people. And it's, it's just the same in business as it is in acting where there's going to be those certain roles where I'm going to be a perfect fit for them. And man, when I get on that set and all the little insecurities and the fears pop up and they call, there's this moment when they call quiet on set and you have the whole crew of dozens to hundreds of people that just go and everything just goes silent. And then it's your moment to say your lines and say them in a way that's, you know, connecting and real and brings the scene to life and has all the emotion and all of the, the you know, memorization and everything that you've worked on and you're putting it in this little moment. And without having really earned that spot, it's hard to feel safe in that moment to show up and be the real authentic present character saying the lines, feeling the emotions and having this experience with these other people. It's because they said yes to me. And I said yes to this. And I said yes to myself and all of those pieces that just connected and clicked into place that makes it doable. That makes it possible. That makes it worth it. And that doesn't happen until after we really create, why are we doing this? Why is it worth it to us? Oh my gosh. I got chills when you said, you know, that 
it's the, you're earning it through all of those other times that it was like ghosted, right? Cause it's yeah. like, I know why I'm showing up and I'm committed to showing up until I get that. Yes. Until yeah. that resonance is found. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a beautiful, beautiful way of, of sharing that and expressing that. And I know that a lot of people listening will definitely feel that because, you know, I hear a lot of things around imposter syndrome, you know, of like, who am I to do this? And it's like, who is anyone to do anything? But like you said, the earn, we earn it through continuously showing up for it. Yes, exactly. We are it because we do it. So it's like, I, I'm a coach because I coach. I am, um, you know, we have our experiences and our knowledge and everything we've done. I mean, I think about, you know, not only my, my college experience that taught me a lot about how to think I'm one of those people that I don't know, in the entrepreneurial space, I feel like there's a lot of hate on college, which is fine, but I'm one of those people that loved it because it really helped me figure out how to think about things true, like critical analytical thinking and taking those skills with the, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars and hours that I've put into my investing into my coaches and expanding and growing who I am. Like all of that's the act of doing. All of that is the process of being and becoming. And then I mix that with all of my, you know, years now of training for on camera. So I'm able to step into this place of being a true expert in what I do. Doesn't mean it's going to be a fit for everybody but it's going to be an amazing solution for a heck of a lot of people that are having that problem that are looking for that solution. And I know that I've earned my way into that ability to teach this, to coach this, to consult, to train, however it's you know going to be received. I have put myself in that position enough times that I know, okay, I am, I am because I do. I am because I have now decided to be. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> yes, you guys, I hope you have a journal and you're writing this down. <laughs> Get passionate and, about this. <laughs> yeah, well, and this is where, this is where, you know, when we're sharing things online or selling something or talking about something, if we're not embodied in it, we're not going to feel confident talking about it because it's like reciting lines versus, versus speaking from the soul, yes. you know? Yes. So it does make a huge difference to feel embodied by the truth of what it is that we're saying. And I'm a big believer too, of continuously showing up for the journey until those answers are revealed. You know, the same situation, how everyone's like, oh, makes perfect sense. Of course you're a camera confidence coach. And you're like, wish someone would have pointed that out to me. It's like, but we individually have to be in that discovery process, even if it's something that makes sense to other people. But it is kind of fun, like market research, asking people like, how would you describe me? Or, you know, if you were to Google me, what would you put in? And like getting feedback from people, finding things out. Ask that question. A friend gave that to me and I I like that. If you were to meet me at a party and try and find me later, what would you Google? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I'm going to use that. Um, I mean, how many times have we done that? You met somebody, you're like, oh, Right. Crap. Who was that person? Like, I want <laughs> to, yeah. and we try to describe them, you know, and that's what I love about storytelling is, you know, I don't remember who told it to me, but it, 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 I will never forget it because it was teach people how to talk about you. You know, mm. the story you tell is the story they'll tell. And if people know how to talk about us, then they will. Mm-hmm. Which is oh, cool. So good. I'm curious like how you coach people with the authenticity because like for me and my experience of it 
it helped me where I would imagine, okay, if I was sitting with my girlfriends, like the trusted girlfriends, you know, the people that see me and know me, if I were to express them, express to them something, and I literally imagine, okay, how would I start to, and I imagine being like, put a phone in front of me, like, but it's taken so much time and it's take like, it's evolved of like, allowing myself to cuss on camera because I cuss in real life. Like allowing my, I almost feel like it's been a muscle for me and it's gotten easier. But at first I remember being, it just, how do I say, it wasn't safe. It mm-hmm. didn't feel safe, but over time it's felt more safe. Um, but I, I, I'm just curious, is that something that comes up with a lot of clients that you work with of like that authenticity piece? Oh yes. Yeah. That's a huge part of what I do. Uh, and think about, you know, maybe this isn't the same for everyone, but learning to drive the first time, you know, you're like 15 and like, you know, you're getting your learner's permit and stuff. Like I remember being in the parking lot and driving at five miles an hour and it did not feel safe. I'd been in a car as a passenger all my life. And you kind of watch life as a passenger You go, Oh, I could do that. Like, that's easy. That's no big deal. Um, you know, we get so critical when we're not the ones doing it. <laughs> it's like, well, when you switch into the driver's seat and you now have the responsibility of the vehicle and the passengers and the other people on the road and the road conditions and everything in front of you, everything behind you, everything on the sides of you, like that, it feels unsafe. Like it takes actually being taught, you know, I think self learning how to drive would be kind of risky. <laughs> it's like, we, we move through things a lot faster, a lot safer. If we have guidance, if we have a teacher, if we have a coach there to help us through that. And I just remember, I mean, it was three or four times in that little empty parking lot before I felt comfortable going over five, 10 miles an hour. I was like, no, I'm speeding. I know I am <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> now driving is second nature. You don't even think about it. You hop in your car and you don't even, like remember how you got <laughs> from A to B. Like it's uh, just so just a nonchalant process, which is now no big deal. And every new skill set we learn that has dangers, potential dangers around it is going to feel the same. So understanding and embracing and accepting that it's going to feel scary and that's okay. We want to have guidance and start implementing the the correct things to do, you know, learning the rules of the road, learning the rules of video, learning how to show up on social media in a way that's going to, you know, make sense, be strategic, have that through line, tie in our stories, tie in our offer. And we take all of that together and then we keep doing it and we keep doing it and we understand that the fear and kind of the pain of it is normal and that it's part of the process. And so when we have that grace and that compassion for ourselves, it's going to make it a hell of a lot easier to keep showing up and keep doing the hard work and get better at driving, get better at doing video, get better at posting online. And when we really start to decide, I mean, the authenticity piece of it, when we really start to decide that we believe in our message and we actually have conviction behind it, it is going to make that a million times easier. If we're wishy-washy on what we're saying, what we believe in, if we're not really attached to our values, then then it is going to be really hard to be authentic. Then it is going to be really hard to show up on video and tell a story because there's nothing, there's no weight behind it. When we have conviction and certainty, that breeds confidence. Mm. Snaps, 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 <laughs> snaps, 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 snaps. Yes. It makes me think of like poetry nights. 
Poaching like it. oh yeah because because the golf clap a little golf clap yes <laughs> I love it um yeah the conviction piece oh that's huge that's mm-hmm. huge because I've definitely felt times where I posted out of routine mm-hmm. rather than conviction yeah and it shows in yeah. the res- the quote-unquote results which is the engagement of it uh-huh. doesn't resonate because mm-hmm. I'm posting to post versus posting to be convicted and of course there's balance there of like through consistency we find our voice we find the things but the why and the conviction is like it carries us and the mm-hmm. how presents itself when we really are committed to the why and so that I love that that message That's awesome. So what are some, I'm curious, like, what are some other things that people come to you about that like are hangups for them or struggles that they experience when they first start committing themselves to showing up on video? Mm. Um, so one of the things, oh, oh, this reminds me of the second part of that answer all ties in together. So a lot of times people will be very because they're feeling scared, be very watered down, stiff versions of themselves that are kind of like, um, they're like little zombies, <laughs> like just kind of a half dead, <laughs> like energetically um, on, <laughs> on camera. And, and so you had mentioned, oh, I'm, I'm glad you said that, that, that sparked this back up. Um, I really encourage my clients to, instead of necessarily thinking about because uh, a lot of people say like, well, pretend that you're just talking to your best friend, which is great, but I don't go, I mean, I, I guess I kind of do now, but back in the day, like I wouldn't go around talking to my best friends and just like coaching them and teaching. I wouldn't really be in my, like in my authority in that moment of just having lunch with a girlfriend. You know, I, I remember there was a moment in Oh, now I have like four things I have to make sure I'm, <laughs> I get so excited about this. Um, one day when I was in, in corrections, we had a psychology student come in and survey us as the case managers. And what she was trying to do was she was trying to figure out what personality traits and characteristics made a good case manager and would compare it with the clients rating us to see what traits we had compared to like what they thought if we were good or not. And so a super interesting study, right? And I remember sitting there filling this out and I, I raised my hand and I asked the question. I said, do you want me to fill this out as the case manager, Kelsey, or like the, uh, you know, regular normal life family, Kelsey, you know, when I'm with, when I'm at home and she opens her mouth to start answering. And my boss, he got pissed and he just shut it down. He's like, Kelsey, how dare you ask that? Like, that's a really rude question, really rude question. I was, I was taken aback. I didn't understand what I had done wrong and, or why that would be a weird question. And she looked kind of panicked for a second. She's like, um, oh, no, answer it for who you are here. And I felt like she got it because to me, I'm thinking I'm not the same person. It's, it's like literally unsafe for me to be the same version of who I am with my family and my husband as I am here in this facility, I was like, I, I, it's not really safe for me to smile. Eye contact is risky. (laughs) Like I have to be very careful of what I say and how I interact and how I am with these guys. 
versus being a 30 year old, six foot five dude, like my boss was. It's a very different experience. And so, I mean, all of those feelings of safety come back up when we are online. There are strangers, there are, we have no idea the state of all of the people viewing our things. Like I, there's so much truth in that. Again, we want to make sure that we're shining our light to the right, to the people who can see it and receive our light and become that magnetic attraction. So my guide for this is to really show up in our videos, in our business profiles and our contents in a way that's as though you are speaking to your ideal dream soulmate clients, be that light, be that level of that glow to be that magnetic attraction to the people who need to receive your message. So you don't need to be sitting there like I'm just talking to, you know, my husband or my parents or my sisters or my girlfriends or something. Yeah, it's very similar, especially now because my personality is like a real thing again versus when I was at corrections and my personality was like gone, Um, you know, but it's still different. Like the way that I get to um, you know, step into my authority and in my teaching and uh, I, where I don't feel, I mean, do you ever think when you're with your friends, you're like, I don't want to just talk at you or like coach you or oh, something. absolutely. It actually was like a huge transition moment. Cause one of my closest friends was like, Kelsey, you're not the same online as you are with us. And I'm like, no shit. That's on purpose. I'm, I'm Kelsey when I'm with you, I'm coach Kelsey online, yes. but they felt like you're, you're different. You know, and I'm like, well, it's actually really on purpose. Like my guard's down. I'm chilling. I'm going to drink a White Claw and hang out with my girlfriends, you know, mm-hmm. and they didn't get it at first because they mm-hmm. had to get to know Coach Kelsey, Coach Kelsey, because that was a different version of me that I showed up for the woman. Like I have a visual of that woman. And so yes. everything that you're saying, I'm like, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> like she needs you to be Coach Kelsey. And I think there's an extreme amount of power in allowing our true personality facets into that. Um, I want people to see the imperfect sides of me, the silly, the goofy, uh, you know, if you cuss in real life, cuss in your coaching, like don't, that doesn't need to not be there, but it is different where you are showing up in, in, in the place of owning your power, owning your journey, owning your success versus sometimes when we're working through and we're still processing and we're still healing, I need to be able to be in a space to receive that support for myself as well when I'm around like my friends, you know, where I can be like, okay, I'm really feeling off today or I like, I need some support in this area. And I can share my reflections and what I've learned from that as Coach Kelsey. Yay, Coach Kelsey's. <laughs> the same and, you know, in the online space, be like, this is something I've been working through and I can share that and create that. But I'm not going to ask my audience to, to like be that support for me. You know, like that's, so it, the communication is going to be different. And I, again, the through line is is your personality is your value systems is your belief it's what you stand for so that creates and breeds in the true raw real authentic self but it doesn't mean that you have to show up online with all of your problems and all of your issues if my husband and I are having a fight I do not need to go on social media and share that to everybody that's a conversation between me and him you know that like that would do my marriage disrespect to you know to show up in that way Right. Yeah. So I really teach my clients where like share 
our journey, because that's going to help build the resonance, but be speaking as though you are speaking to that woman, to that dream client, to your soulmate person that you are there to help serve. Because if you're asking them to invest in you and to hire you to help solve one of their problems, you can't be showing up in that, in that way. That's like, oh, I don't know anything. (laughs) Like, wait a second, then what are you teaching? What am I hiring you for? Like, own your expertise, um, have the experience and the knowledge to back it up. I'm real, I'm real tired of seeing some coaches that like, I, I, I don't know what's made them a coach, but I, it's like, once you have that real stuff under your belt, that real experience and that knowledge and that ability, a true ability to help provide a solution for other people, then show up as that CEO version of you in that vulnerable way with your stories that makes you relatable and builds resonant, but show up in that light so that you can be that magnetic attraction to the woman that you're there to help. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. It also goes to show the importance of having an inner circle that you Mm. can be seen and you Mm. can be heard. So you're not exhausting a social platform for that need of being seen and heard. Yes. Oh man. And I feel like, you know, and I've told, um, it's so interesting. Um, when I have conversations about this with friends, I often hear and with clients, like I, I feel like I'm being fake or another persona or a character online. I'm like, then you need to find a way to fix that because like, you're the only person controlling that. And that's, that's going to attract people possibly, but probably not the ones that you actually want. That's probably not going to attract the actual real clients that you can help, that you can serve, that you want to be there for, but you're the one creating that environment. It is your responsibility as the personal brand, as the brand itself to create that environment for them to have this experience that you're inviting them into. Mm -hmm. So in a way we are being the character version of ourselves. That's the, that's the authority. That's the founder. That's the creator. Right. So that's okay. But you have to, it's like acting. You have to find the absolute truth in it to be a good act, to be a great actor, you know, to be, uh, to actually build a connection with somebody through a lens. You have to find the truth in what you're saying. So when it's our own stories, that's provided for you. That's already done. You already know the lines. You already know the content because it's coming from your actual real life, your true experiences. It's not made up. Oh my God, it better not be made up. Like this needs to be your (laughs) real life. And so you're, you already have that basis. So when you show up in your truth, then you just get to put on, okay, well, right now I'm like putting on this jacket of my character role of being the authority version of me. All right, I can do this. Like I know my lines because I lived them and I'm finding the truth in this story so it can armor me. It can give me the strength to show up and share it so that I can actually attract the right people that I really want to be working with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. And I feel like something that helps me is, is offering it up. If ever I'm like, how do I deliver this message? I open my journal and for me, it's God or universe. I'm like, Mm -hmm. please show me the best way to deliver this message. Cause like I've had times where there's so many thoughts that I have an intention for what I want to share, but it's like, what's the angle I want to come at this with for it to resonate the most with the the woman I want it to resonate with. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's something I want people to hear is 
look up, like allow like thoughts to come through, allow yourself to journal and like process and sit with it to find the the direction you want to take with sharing that story or sharing that message. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And it's, I just think, kind of think it's this, you know, process of, of, of this evolving as ourselves. I really, I feel like I get to be the most me, the most meest version of myself when I'm on Instagram. I love sharing up on stories because I was sharing on stories and showing up in the feed post. And I, it's because I'm getting to express multiple versions of my soul through a platform in a way that's my, I have ownership over my, I mean, I don't know. Nobody owns their social media account. We can lose it at any time. It's rented space, but I own my, my name. Like I, people can come on and decide if they want to hang out or not. It's my little home. It's my little home world on Instagram. And I feel like I have the opportunity to be so much more of me then maybe I just get to be, and this might not be the same case for everybody, but like as a daughter, I feel like when I'm with my parents or something, I'm in daughter role, Kelsey. And on Instagram, I get to be like all of me. I get to be so much more. I get to be the badass version of Kelsey. I get to be the painter artist version. I get to be the actress. I get to be the coach. I get to take all of these facets of me and I can share it. That's one of the super cool things about like Instagram stories. That's essentially like a behind the scenes reality TV show version of our lives. You have the choice to share how much or little you want on there. There are some days when I like don't even touch my phone and I miss out and I'm like, okay, well, didn't share anything today. I was just on the computer all day, I guess. But then there are days I'm like, oh, I am doing bow staff training today. I'm, uh, you know, we were just at the museum earlier this week. Like, and I got to go do some fun VR flight thing. I just, like, whenever we have those sparks that make us feel more alive and we share that, I mean, that's exhilarating. That's empowering. That feels so good. And that's being our very authentic self, but still in that role because we're allowing what we choose to share and what we don't. Mm-hmm. But I... I think we have a gift with something like social media where we have the opportunity to be seen, be heard, but not needing to to use it in a way for like support and validation. Like we can still have a different, deeper level of a resonance with our inner circle friends. I think that's incredibly crucial. Like I'm, you know, like we talked about, I'm not going to go on there and share, uh, oh, you know, like I had private personal stuff. I'm not going to talk necessarily about my family on there too much or things that we're working through, but I would with my friends, but I can still share. I'm like, okay, well, I'm feeling really stuck today. Here's a journaling prompt that I'm using to offer it up. Like you said, like, that's a great way. I will share that because then people can see my vulnerability and all right, well, she gets stuck too. She deals with these same issues too. And here's how she's working through it. Never just offer up a problem and nothing surrounding it. Like, don't just be drama, (laughs) actually be a story where there's some conclusion and something else that comes from it. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, because it's just like this unfinished circle. Uh If we're just like, yeah, I'm really struggling. 
It's like, well, you probably, I feel like if someone's struggling, they're oftentimes, they are taking some type of action or step or something. You know, sometimes there might be a pity party, but when the party's over, there's an action that's being taken. And so yeah. I couldn't agree more that there needs to be, that we could share the context of the struggle and what we're doing without the details of who it's involved. Yeah. And I love that you're saying like how much a gift social media is. Cause I love it too. I mean, hello, you and I met because of Instagram. I know. You no. Know, and then now this has led to this. And I remember when we had talked once having like a phone date, you had mentioned, um, you know, uh, with scrolling, how like you sometimes will use it for a pick me up. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, that's right. Well, I I feel like so many people are like, my, I, you know, I just, I really need a social media detox. I need to get off my phone. And I, again, there'll be days when I'm not on my phone at all. I'm just doing life stuff. I'm busy, like I'm not even, but I often use it as a pick me up. So I will open up my Instagram and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have a few minutes on here to infuse some of that positive vibe, that good energy into me. And that's so different than I think a lot of people's experiences from when I'm here. And my question is then, who are you following? Like what? You are choosing what is on your feed. You are choosing what it is that you're going to see consistently and repeatedly in our lives, in our phones. So for me, I really love being able to open up Instagram, scroll a few minutes and get just like hits of positivity, positivity of like inspiration of this person doing this awesome thing of this person saying this encouraging message of this person showing something they overcome of this, you know, inspiring quote and, and beautiful photos and travel pictures. Like what are, who are you following? What are you allowing into your field of vision? And I think that's, I mean, oh my gosh, like the content we consume is part of what creates us. So be so mindful of that in what, if you're consuming the news, oh my God, there's still people who leave the news on all day long, just like playing in the background. Can you imagine how depressed you would feel? I mean, it's like, oh my gosh. Oh, stop, like start switching what it is that you consume. You can still be aware and know what's going on and help. You can donate, you can sign petitions, you can use your voice. Like you can still take action and help with things rather than being inundated constantly with negativity. Choose what's in your field of vision, choose what you consume, protect your mind, protect your heart, your soul, like what you're allowing to come in, protect it. <laughs> Mic drop. Amen. Oh. Who do you need to unfollow? Yes. <laughs> Who do you need to mute? And I think that people need to know, to, like, whether they realize it or not, that even liking a photo of someone you don't follow tells the algorithm to give you more of that. Yes. Mm -hmm. More similar content to that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, what are we liking? What? Yeah, that's so good. Because I know that that is a common thing. Like for me, I can get caught in a scroll where I'm like, whoa, am I doing like, am I enjoying? There's an enjoyment threshold. And so yeah. all of a sudden it becomes mindless. When I check myself and I'm getting mindless, I'm like, oh, back up. Yeah. yeah. But especially over, I think over 2020, everyone started, was really able to see the impact social media was having on our mental health mm -hmm. and based off who we were following because there was almost a desperate need for connection via social media because of the isolation. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I, man, I mean, I like my, so many of my best relationships, my like most connected real friendships are because of Instagram. Me too. <laughs> like you're one of those people for me, Kelsey. And like, I, 
the relationships that I've been able to form, especially in last in 2020, 2019, 2020 have just been, I I'm like so, so filling. I'm so grateful for them. Their relationships, I wouldn't have had any other way than because of the types of people that I connect with and hang out with and watch and follow online. And it's, I mean, that's beautiful. Like, why not decide, have discernment over how it is that we utilize what's available to us? We live in a time of immense resources. It's crazy. I mean, you think, like, how can we not take advantage of the amazing opportunities that are in front of us when we live in a time with just nearly unlimited resources? Yes, there are still so many things that need to improve and to be worked through my goodness but we have a foundation now like the internet's a very good connector and equalizer in a way where it provides a significant amount of resource and opportunity to people when um you know 20 years ago that wasn't a thing and i just we get to choose and control how we use it people are going to use it for doom surfing people are going to weaponize social media. Uh, you know, there's doc, doc, documentaries about that. Um, there's ways that it's manipulated and can be extremely harmful and dangerous by all means. Is that not also true for every other aspect of anything we have? Is that not true for vehicles? Is that not true for like, you know, any any other thing humans have ever touched? <laughs> like <laughs> there is a way to make something destructive or flourishing. And so with something as easy as controlling who we follow, who we interact with, who we engage with, come on, like that's, make make good choices, make it be something that feels good and fuels you and helps you and helps inspire you to become the better versions of ourselves, to come to be better uh, contributors to this world, things like that, that are going to lift us up. Mm, amen to that. Amen to that. That is the that is the the responsibility and the accountability we all get to hold ourselves to. Mm-hmm. Being responsible for our online experience. Yes. There, summed it up. Done. Yes. <laughs> Amen to that. Oh. So I know that you have a little free something that people could be able to access. Um about success in video. Can you share a little bit about that? And you guys, mm-hmm. this is going to be a link that's in the show notes. Uh, thank you, Kelsey. I appreciate that. Um, yes, this is, this is a powerful (laughs) training workshop. So we actually really go through, um, yeah, I tell tell a little bit more about my story in there too, but it's really about helping you make your first video online. If you're feeling these fears, if you're one of those people that's like, Oh, I can't, I'm like, I'm ready, but I (laughs) know, and I do, but I don't want to, um, that's just going to be so perfect for you. We're going to make our first video live during this workshop. And it's just going to take you through every single step to help start to build in that feeling of safety around it. And we know while still acknowledging that the fears are normal and it's okay. And we just keep moving through them. And I walk you through just every little step from what to say, how to show up, where to post it, all of those pieces in this free training. Amazing. Thank you so much for offering that and having that available. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, this has been so fun having you on the show. And I'm I'm so excited for everyone to be able to hear this message that you're sharing with us. And 
I know they're going to feel it in their soul. Um, you know, and I just wanted to also just open it up. Is there any, any last messages or anything that you would like to share before we wrap the episode up? Oh, oh man, this was, um, just such a like soul lifting conversation for me. And I just really appreciate it. Thank you for holding this space and creating this platform and opportunity to get to share these things that I'm so passionate about. And, um, just thank you for creating that and creating that environment. And I think the last thought is simply continue to build in that inner fortitude, that that deep sense of knowing that what I want is for me and just keep moving, keep going. Uh, it's worth it and you're worth it. And just don't ever stop. Amen to that. Okay. Final question. Complete the sentence. Ooh. Self love is. Ooh. Wow. I mean, kind of along, I guess with what just said too, but I mean, self-love is believing that my, it sounds so cheesy, but it always does. It always always does. does. Don't worry. (laughs) Like, wow. But really self-love is believing that my dreams are real and worth it. You guys heard it. You guys heard it. Write it down. (laughs) All right, Kelsey, thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for coming on Joyfully You podcast and sharing with us your story, sharing with us the gift that you're offering the world. And I'm so excited for what's to come. And you guys, if you like this episode, take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story. Um, You can send both of us a message. We're both hanging out on, on Instagram and the links are in the show notes below. And I'm sure that if you guys have questions, if you guys have things, or if you guys are able to do your first video and it's because of training from Kelsey, send her a message. It's the best feeling ever, right? She's available. I know, I know she is, right? So reach out. We love you guys so much. Kelsey, thank you so much for being on the show. And thanks for tuning in to another episode of Joyfully You Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe. Kelsey Moore, thank you so much. And we will see you on the next episode.